Oh, there is so much that can be said from these readings of the first Sunday. I could keep you here all day, but I won't. Let me just point out a few things historically and theologically for us to reflect on. First, Jesus went out into the desert to be tempted right after his baptism. It was very much a preparation for his mission, for his three years of teaching and serving. And so these 40 days have always been seen as a time of preparing for something greater. That's why it became 40 days of Lenten preparation, first for the catechumens who were to be baptized at Easter, and then second it became a penitential time as we still have it along with Advent. 40 days of preparation for something greater. So the first thought I have is, what are we preparing for? What greater thing or things or gifts or desires are we seeking? I think we often get all twisted a little bit. We think about Lent and even about sin, which, are, which is very real, as giving up something, and maybe we should. I assure you, I was at the fish fry on Friday. There wasn't much giving up. It was good, yeah. I, as I said on Ash Wednesday, for, the, for those of you who might have been at the seventh, it is more about taking on our mission, our role. And I hope you will stay to the end of Mass. You will be sent. Sent to do what? To be better disciples of Christ and missionaries and little Christ Christians in our world. So what are we preparing to do a little better? What are some things we need to pray about and take on, to read and to think and to reflect and to be kinder? Jesus took these 40 days to prepare for his mission. We need to use it for our mission. And just a little bit of history of how that all happened. In Rome, it seems that the preparation time for the catechumens was, first of all, only three weeks. For three weeks before Holy Saturday. And then it got expanded to the 40 days. And a few of us remember how we extend, expanded it more to 70 days. You remember Quintagesima, Septagesima, Sectagesima Sundays, way back in the 50s and the 60s. It doesn't matter how much time we take. We just need to prepare. Okay. Why do we have Lent? Well, we sang, Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Anybody here disagree? We are sinners. 
If you are not, well, then you belong somewhere else, yes. This is a place for us who know that we are weak. And so the mystery of that first reading from the second and third chapters of Genesis is an attempt to explain. And I like the way St. Paul put it, Romans chapter 7. He asked the rhetorical question, why do I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I don't want to do? Why is it that we are not the people we want to be? We have good intentions. None of us are evil. We may have moments of evil thoughts, but we don't stay there. We are folks who are weak and limited. And so Genesis tries to answer the question, why? We call it theologically original sin, where we seek something that we think is good, but it's not good. Or we don't care, we just do it because we want to do it. Or we get angry and we do it because we think we're righteous. Whatever issue you want to take. And so it explained that in the beginning we were made, Adam and Eve, we were made free to love. And Eve and then Adam chose to disobey. And the line that is there the devil tempts them by saying, if you eat this fruit, you will become like gods, which I think is very significant. We like to be the god of our life. Yeah. After all, we're Texans. Well, most of you are. Okay. Some of you got here as soon as you could. Okay. We believe we're right. Well, hopefully most of the time we are. But it's not about that. It is about believing that the Lord is our God and we have a mission and we are sent to serve. Yeah. So that's our temptation to want to do what we want to do and not what the Lord has asked us to do. Okay. So that's what that tries to explain. And that second reading from Romans 5 is very convoluted in one way, but... Paul is simply saying that, yeah, yeah, Adam and Eve sinned, but the Lord came, and his gift was far greater. That's what we celebrate. Now, I'm going to talk quickly about the three temptations of Jesus. And they're not so much about us, but it's about the fact that our world and the people in it are tempted. The first had to do with food. He was hungry. We hunger and thirst after things which are not good for us. We forget that the Word of God is what feeds us. Yes, we need to eat, but we need to seek those things that come from Him and not the things that come from the world. Second, do we trust God? The image there is, okay, you're up in the high temp temple, throw yourself down and see who's going to catch you. Sometimes we feel that way, that we are about to fall. Failure, illness, tragedy, death, whatever it might be. And the Lord is saying, I 
will catch you. Don't distrust my presence. Some way I will be with you. Easier said than done, granted. But that's what we pray about, whether it's with illness or death or tragedy or failure. The Lord gives us more grace. We have to believe that is so. Finally, power. I'm not saying that we should be a bunch of wimps who don't care about doing what we need to do. But there's so much power hungriness in our world. People who are control freaks, they want it their way and no other way. Treating people like material things or worse. We are sent to serve. We are sent to bring goodness to our world. So my final thought is, let us hunger after the things which are of God. Let us trust that he will catch us when we need to be caught, and that we need to serve him, and that is our power, and not be like the world seeks.